Molson Coors is slimed into a recall. The story that started it all, Corngate, has been closed. Bowie has a collapse and sends little buoys down the Columbia River. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer, where if you forget to write the intro to the podcast, it doesn't really matter. All you have to do is uh, say some words, uh, end with a funny word that uh, makes Tyler giggle, and you're pretty much good to go. Tit Mouse. I'm Jeremy Jones. Hot damn, I'm Tyler Zimmerman. <laughs> Give that one a solid B. That's <laughs> not bad for literally being written right then. <laughs> How are you doing this week? I am good. How are you? Uh, not too bad. You know. Another another fantastic week in the beer industry, and you brought us some uh, treats for us. I did. So we're going to start off with a, for a nice, beautiful, warm, Boise day that we're actually finally having. Uh, Double Mountain's uh, Hero? Hero. Hero. Uh, Japanese always... lager. Um, summer has taken a little bit... Uh, a little bit longer to get to Idaho than it normally does, and I'm fucking okay with that. I mean, I am too, uh, except it's made mowing my yard a little more of a bitch because it rains every weekend, my grass grows really long, and I'm like, motherfucker! <laughs> it actually, I took a, I, I took a, a, a little one on a hike um, up into the foothills, and it snowed on us. <laughs> I mean, not a lot. I mean, it wasn't like it was. It didn't stick. But you're. But I'm. We're up towards the top, and it kind of starts pissing rain. Except for I'm like looking at it going. That's not completely liquid. You're right. <laughs> that's trying to snow. That's 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 snow. That's ice crystals. That's snowing. That's legit. That's legit snow. Ugh. So you know, everything's fine. Hot damn. <laughs> well, we got a little news update to start off the day. Um, Hair of the dog has finally announced their final day of operation so we covered this a couple weeks ago when i brought back a few more a lot more months, than that yeah a, a, couple, a couple months ago yeah, yeah. I to, um i'd go back and look but that seems like a lot of work yeah and then i brought back some beer when i was over there fishing uh well they have officially announced the day when i was over there they had said oh we'll probably make it to fourth of july well that was a lie <laughs> uh they announced their final day will be sunday june 26th in um, their tap room, uh, and as we covered before, uh, Alan Sprints is retiring. Um, he decided just to close the brand instead of uh, selling it off or trying to find a new person to run it. Um, and with this, so if you're dying to get one more hair of the dog beer. In uh, on his Facebook post, he said, "If you have an online order already in, you should uh, try to get in soon to get it. Or if you want one more pint in the pub, come in before the twenty sixth. Twenty sixth will be the last day. You got ten days from when we're recording this, so nine days from when you actually get this. Get off your ass. Yep. Um, with this, uh, this was told to me at the brewery. Uh, the article on Oregon Live actually." reiterates it uh he is still keeping the brand uh so and he's gonna try to do collaborations every so often with different breweries so you will see an occasional hair of the dog so-and-so collab beer come out where he just kind of he just kind of wander around and reach out to a friend who owns a brewery or if a brewery reaches out 
oh yeah sure let's let's do this okay. beer so you'll occasionally see hair of the dog pop up here and there but after that uh, it shall be no more we didn't talk about this beer actually so the double mountain uh uh euro or wait when they said it to me uh when my sales guy said it to me he, i'm like is it a greek lager what the hell are you talking about um but no it's exactly what it should be crisp clean Light, easy drinking I like the uh, I like the prolifer- higher carbonation. I like the proliferation of rice lagers lately. You know, this is the perfect time of year to have them out. Solid four point eight percent, just nice, easy drinker. Uh, nothing special, but that's kind of what I was hoping for. Excellent. All right, get into it. What the figgity fuck is in my can of Coors news now? Uh, this actually comes from Snopes.com, and as near as I can tell, Snopes broke this story, as every other story I've read references this article by Dan Evan. Oh, uh, shit. This is this is so goddamn weird. Um, well, I saw, growing up in a small town in northern Idaho, a lot of people drink Keystone and Coors Light. Saw people start, like, sharing videos over the weekend being like, hey, make sure to check your cores or check your keystones. Um, and I'm like, what the hell? And I was like, oh, it's probably some stupid, like, fake video. And then I saw this article pop up, and I was like, someone made a fuck up. Um, two things happened right around the same time. Um, here's the first thing that happened. Hell froze over. Cores did a voluntary recall of a variety of Coors Light and Keystone Light products. This is, not in and of itself, unusual. Product recalls happen from time to time, and, and the official line from Molson Coors is that it's related to a canning line for 12-ounce cans. They discovered the problem. They have corrected it. While there is no safety issue, Coors says that it's recalling the product so as not to disappoint customers. It should be noted that this was just one brewery in Ohio and only affects products in that area. So, pretty, so, so far, kind of a non-story. I was going to say, one of the articles I said, saw, it mentioned it was like... T- uh, Canning code like 1040 or 1090 uh, was the affected brewery. Uh, here's the other thing that happened. Um, as Tyler sort of described, videos started appearing... 1020. 1020. Videos started appearing on TikTok, mostly, um, and a few other platforms of people opening cans of cores and Keystone and dumping it out in what appears to be fucking snot coming oh. out of the cans. Um, Snow- like, it would make even the most diehard... Like, slushy sour brewery be like, how'd you get that consistency? <laughs> That's pretty. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, Snopes posted two videos, and I managed to find a third. Um, now, the funny thing is, is that every article that I read re- referencing it went to great lengths to clearly state that these two things may in, may not be in any way related. It's entirely possible that a few people are fucking around with Coors Light at the same time a, a recall exists. Uh, well, actually, every article except one. I did uh, I did find one this morning as I was looking for updates that Fox 8 out of Cleveland did pretty much call them out at point blank. I don't know if they have any new information. They didn't, didn't appear that they did. They might just have a news producer that sucks, or they just do not give a shit. I was going to say, you slap the Fox name, you get away with uh, just being like, yeah, that's it! Just, I mean, it's... It, you, you you do kind of go well there's i mean there's two parts of this number one what fucking f- did they do to could that what could have been done to during a canning line for that to have happened yeah because uh, i do not know of any i i have fucked up beer in many ways okay 
Uh, as a home brewer, and any home brewer will tell you this, that you'll... You... You're not a home brewer until you fuck up a beer. Oh, and I've fucked him up about any every possible way you can fuck up a beer. I think, like, my Magna Carta was... Yours was... You... The, the cleaner. The, uh, yeah, uh, Tyler accidentally made, uh, in, in an attempt to make a Goza, what he actually made was a pot of lactic acid. And, That's the cleanest all that equipment has man, ever been. When he popped his chiller in there and let it go for a little while, he popped it back out. It was glistening. <laughs> like, I've never seen copper that bright. Uh, but, so everyone's had those fuck-ups, but, like, a brewery as automated and big and with well, the I, checks and balances and quality control of a mega-corporation domestic beer... How did that get through? The only thing I can think of of what it is, and I, but and it's and this is a long shot, because I mean I've seen that consistency in beer. It's usually a pedococcus infection, mm. um, but that would but that doesn't make any sense to me because that's that's how that would get into that brewery. I mean we're talking about uh, on the scale of fuck ups. That's huge. I I don't know if they clarify with gelatin. Well, I was like, are they trying to clarify with gelatin and, like, that... And they just had, like... And they ran the canning line too long and had however many cases. I can't remember. I thought I saw in one of the article how many, like, affected cases were in that recall. I... They never gave an... I I never found a number of, of recalled cases. They just gave an area, and it was, um, uh, and it was basically the, uh, the... Uh, Mid Atlantic um, and Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's just a it's a it's one of, it's one of their breweries in Ohio. I was gonna say I was talking to someone and they were like, I think it. They had said they had heard it was like a hundred thousand barrels. I mean, it could very well be. But yes. I was like, I and again, I couldn't find that in any articles. So and that's and that by the way, we should probably say that's not unusual. Anheuser Busch and Molson Coors dump more beer than most breweries produce. Full stop. Yeah. So they dump um, more beer in a week than a lot of breweries produce. And so, um, you know, you know, in recalls, you know, something slips like, but just, it is the timing of this. And I'm, and I'm still waiting. It's weird that, that they've reached out to Molson Coors and they just say, listen, we've recalled some cases. Don't ask too many questions. <laughs> and you've got videos from a few different sources that is a weird thing for people to try to, uh, try to stage. Yeah. So, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't know. And also, I want to know who the fuck fucked it up. Because I'm like, that's a big mistake. In a very automated system. So, who forgot to hit a button? Or who hit the wrong button? <laughs> oh, and how did no one catch this? Because also, all those cases that they're having to recall, those cans are now trashed. Cans aren't cheap right now. Right. Those can lids are all trashed. Plus, the product inside's negligible. <laughs> I mean, on any brewery, the most expensive part of a can of beer, it, the last, the least expensive part is the liquid inside. Right, right. Uh, but I'm like, that. that's a big error, potentially, for Molson Coors. So, be, I mean, well, I'll, I'll keep an eye on this over the coming weeks and see if any new info. I, I have this, I have this uh, uh, gut feeling that 
it's just going to fade away into that weird, hey, you remember a few years ago when people were pouring snot out of uh, Coors Light? Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll keep you posted. We'll see if anything ever uh, does uh, evolve out of this. Uh, Tyler, what's next? Well, actually, I know what the issue is. What's the issue? It was the corn syrup in the can. <laughs> This so if, if, please send that cease and desist to uh, Tyler Zimmerman at uh, care of it's all beer <laughs> at gmail.com. Well, okay, it wasn't actually. We don't know definitively whether it was uh, corn syrup, but that kind of tied into the article we're about ready to talk about. Uh, AB InBev, the lawsuit that kind of started the podcast, has been settled. Uh, so if you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Way back in episode one, we talked about Not the Super Bowl ad. Before episode one, this was one of the trailers. Was it? Yeah, this was, we did, uh, we did three trailers just to, you know, A, to like get some, get the word out that we were doing this. I don't know if we actually talked about this story in the, no, I guess we did. Uh, 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 but it was, but yeah, we did it in one of the trailers. Okay. So. So they had ran the Super Bowl ad that. Bud Light brewed with no corn syrup and took the direct shot that Molson Coors and Miller was brewed with corn syrup. Uh, and uh, Molson Coors got a little butt hurt and decided to sue AB InBev. Um, I mean, rightly so, but... <laughs> yes, uh, because AB was trying to make it seem like they use high fructose corn syrup, which is the hot buzzword for people don't like, uh, instead of the actual like corn syrup that they use for fermentation that ferments out and uh, really has no effect on the final product besides making it easier for the well, yeast they to use, eat. Do they use corn syrup or do they use actual corn? I mean, I... Uh, it I saw both, okay. so... I mean, I mean, what it comes down to is, and by the way, your adjunct is rice, so sit the fuck down. Yes. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Decided to sue them for a false and misleading advertising campaign um, for, I can't remember the price. I want to say it was like $30 million as they were trying to get back. Um, Well, a judge ruled on that uh, on May 5th. How did it take this long for us to find out about this? We're just that good at our job. Step up your algorithm, Google. Let (laughs) us know. I know you're monitoring all my shit. Keep us in the loop. Uh but uh, a judge basically came down and uh, ruled in favor of AB InBev and basically with the statement saying, hey, if uh, Molson Coors doesn't like this, they can do basically an attack ad back at Budweiser or AB InBev. Uh, and yeah, they didn't cross any lines. Uh, you used that in your beer and they said you used that in your beer and... Yeah, was it slightly misleading? Yes, but was it incorrect? No. Uh, I mean that. that, that this was, is this case is done. And I always wondered if it wouldn't come down to that because I, I mean the, well, I mean I wasn't sure if they actually use corn syrup or corn, but I mean the answer is 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 I mean was it wrong? No. Was it misleading? Fuck yes. Oh, hundred percent. And it was done with the intent to be right. Uh, malice of forethought, I believe, is the uh, is the uh, legal yes. terminology. Uh, but I mean, you can you you can get away with that if you're if you're skilled enough, and they clearly are. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it basically. Um, I mean, although I threw it out and said, "Settle this between you two and ads. Uh, we're not dealing with this." Although I got to I mean, in the years that have in, in years since, I mean, um, AB InBev has has ceased. Uh, you know, the, the the their Super Bowl ads used to used to be kind of a let's drum up some uh, uh, some beef and you know get some get some people fighting. They haven't done that in some years. I have to wonder if, I mean, both the, you know, the, the 2015 ads attacking craft beer and then later uh, these ones attacking uh, Molson Coors didn't kind of backfire because. Or didn't drum up the amount of business they thought. It kept the diehard bud drinkers on their bandwagon strapped in, but it didn't convert anyone. If anything, it kind of I, I, I was, I was pushed gonna, them further away. I was going to say, I think if if you're, yeah, if you're, for some reason, a huge Budweiser fan, you're like, yeah, this is brewed with, this is not brewed with corn syrup. I'm like, you fucking prat. If you say dilly dilly, I'm going to rip your teeth out one by one. I'm going to dilly your dilly. <laughs> that, he might like that. <laughs> um. So, but, I, but that's... Yeah, if you're, I don't think you got a lot of converts that way, and especially with the, even a, a, a Josh Knowles book, um, barrel uh, aging stouts and so yeah, on. Yeah, um, uh, his uh, assessment of the craft beer attack ads was that it backfired. Oh, the craft beer one hundred percent backfired because it was a it was a David Goliath thing, and no one roots for Goliath. Yeah, and being a dick about it again. The diehards are like, yeah, fuck craft beer. And then the people who on the fence were like, oh, fuck it. Let's go craft beer. I'm like, well, we'll try one of those IPAs. Can we have an IPA? Yeah. Um, but direct quote from the Seventh Circuit Appeals said, if Molson Coors does not like the sneering tone of Anheuser-Busch's ads, it can mock Bud Light in return. Litigation should not be a substitute for market." For competition in the market. Didn't they, though? I think they, at one point in time, like, they had their stupid bro night, like, um, they made fun of the, 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 the Bud Light night. Like, had him... Oh, I don't know. I have to go uh, back. I, I just remember Miller Light used to have the Miller Light uh, beer referees. Yeah. And I still have, like, the penalty flag fucking rule book <laughs> they sent out uh, in, like, an ad campaign. With the different things, and it was like, this is the flag for, like, Bud Light. Uh, you gotta go Miller Light. Like, one of the flags was, like, uh, GHT in the beer. They're like, get a beer with no GHT. The fuck's GHT? Well, Bud Light spells their beer L-I-G-H-T. Miller Light spells it L-I-T-E. Ah. So, Bud Light's got GHT in it. Fair enough. <laughs> so, I'm like, they've spent so many time... So much time just pissing back and forth that I don't feel bad for either one no, of them. No, this is this is definitely a uh, get back, get sit back, wa- uh, get the popcorn and watch. And it's been it's been exciting. It's been tough tough year for the legal team for Molson Coors, though. <laughs> I mean, but a good but a good a couple of years for lawyers in general. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, uh, you got something that kind of ties in with that. I mean, lawsuit roundup news now. Uh, we've talked a lot about lawsuits, and like I said, it's, it's interesting that we're that this one finally settled. What I mean, three years after, three years almost to the day that uh, uh, since it got kicked off, um, um, the crap. 
but what we're mostly what I want to mostly talk about is like the craft industry itself. Um, as it has matured, it has been kind of inevitable that it would engage in its own pissing contests, especially over intellectual property, um, which has happened many, many times. <coughs> Don't! <coughs> <Log> and, <coughs> and And there is a... And, and you know, as, as the industry has grown up and gotten a little bit of money in some cases, um, lawyers started kind of... well Being like, like hey! Like... Nice to meet you. Like flies to shit, man. Like flies to shit. Um, just positively salivating the opportunity to, to help them litigate some of these disputes. Um, Kate Bernat this week wrote an, an overview of the changing legal landscape surrounding craft beer in a good beer hunting article. Uh, it talked about um, the trade-off between protecting your intellectual property, which we've talked about many, many times. The law sort of forces people to be dicks about it. Because mm-hmm. um, if you don't aggressively protect it, you got no right to it. Exactly. If someone, uh, if someone uh, um, uses your the name of your beer or something else that you have a trademark to, and you don't defend it, the next time someone comes around and does it, does it, and you. But the way the law is written is basically that time starts when you are to be found with knowledge of it. Right. So if you don't know it's happening, uh, they're not going to hold that against you. But if you find out and you send them the nice little email that says, hey, we have a beer like this, we already have it protected, you should change the name, and they choose to just never respond to you, well, the clock started basically once that email sent. Now you got to go in hard because if you don't, you just invalidated it, and um, and the article talks about, especially in the early days of craft beer, you know when that when that popped up and the time to send that email that says, "Hey, I saw you have an, a, a beer that's exactly the same name as ours, um, and you know we're expanding our market, so um, gonna need you to change that. That would be super." Um, when that email went out, breweries breweries were largely. Um, willing to talk it out and settle settle on a, a solution. Or be like, hey, we only did 10,000 labels of this. Can we just run through the labels? Exactly. There was, there, it was pretty easy to, uh, uh, for breweries to come to some sort of agreement uh, that left both sides happy without the need to involve the legal system at all. Um, it was born out of necessity because there were very few people in the industry that had the money to fight um, fight something like this out in the courtroom. Um, but it was also very popular with craft beer fans. Uh, they liked the idea that the industry worked together and they helped each other out. And it's part of that like 99% asshole free myth that we've talked about. You know, the, yeah. you know, the people in this industry, they're good people. And if there's a problem, we'll hash it out. Nope. And they weren't doing it out of malice. It was correct. It was, listen, sometimes two people think of the same thing. Look, Everybody's had this thought of the same pun on hops, okay? Um, mm. Oh, you, you just, you think you thought of a, cre- try naming a beer, it is a bitch. You think you have a creative name, and then you go Google or untap it, mm-hmm. and holy fuck are there a lot of beers with that same name. Um, but that sort of changed, and the and the, the leader of this change is you 
so eloquently put it, uh, was Stone. Uh, the, keep, the Keep the Key in Keystone campaign was as much a marketing tool as anything else. And it marked a change because previously when it came to the big, to the big breweries, all a craft brewery could do was bend over and think of England. Uh, if when one of these disputes came up, well, I, I, I'd actually credit the first like big like craft beer litigation that I could think of was the Lagunitas versus Sierra Nevada. Yeah, the Hop Hunter IPA. That one didn't they? They settled that one, didn't they? They settled that one. That was that because was... Tony McGee got so much hate online yeah. that he pulled it. But so for those of you not knowing, so. Little backstory. That was like craft. That was that was kind of craft versus craft, and but correct. But that kind of but that harkens kind of my to to a lot of what they described. Um, and I actually did mention that a little bit here, but we can get into that uh, right now. And the, you know, I think that the lesson that they learned from that was, and that the, the hop hunter basically step back a bit. The the hop hunter label looked a lot like Lagunitas IPA. The label. font of the hop hunter IPA and the Lagunitas IPA. Damn near identical outside of color. Right. Um, and little backstory further on that, when Lagunitas started, they didn't want to make a pale ale because being so close to Sierra Nevada, Sierra Nevada was the pale ale. Sierra Nevada pale. Yeah. It is, it is the quintessential American pale ale. So they were like, we won't make this because we don't want to be anywhere related to that because we can't compete with it. So when he saw that, it, he got overly protective of his brand, basically, of IPA mm-hmm. instead of pale. And then it blew up with fans getting pissed at Lagunitas. And so he was like, okay, I'm dropping this. Here's why I did it, basically. My bad. And and that was, I think that was very instructive for the industry because, I mean, going out, you know, inter... Uh, um, um, with it, you know, it disputes within the craft industry, uh, that people don't want to see that you're going to lose and you're going to get some hate mm-hmm. as Tony McGee found out, um, because or the brewery on the receiving side of the cease and desist is going to get a lot of positive press. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, so there's, so there's that side. So, I mean, when you're talking about that craft versus craft, you're going to get a lot of hate, but when you're talking about um, finally being able to litigate with the big guys, mm-hmm. as Stone did with the Keep the Key and Keystone, um, which, by the way, surprised us all earlier this year when they won that. Um, but previously, I mean, the, the the one that came to mind for me was the dis- the brief dispute between Flat Tail Brewing and Ten Barrel over the tagline, Damn Fine Beer. I don't know if you remember that oh, one. Oh, I, I do remember that. Um, uh Basically, that was probably just a case of, again, two people coming up with the same idea at the same time. I don't think Ten Barrel meant... I don't think Ten Barrel ripped that off from Flat Tail, but Damn Fine Beer, spelled D-A-M. And by the way, in Corvallis, which is the home of uh, of Oregon State University, which are the Beavers. I was going to say, but part of me is like, I almost wonder if Ten Barrel didn't care and just did it anyways... Even though knowing Flat Tail already had done it, because they Ten Barrel a couple of years ago went on a like college football or a college like sponsoring spree, yeah, where every sign they sent out that year was Ten Barrel Country, and then had the logo of that school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so, um, whether they did it with malice or it was, uh, it was just an honest mistake, it almost doesn't matter because there's no fucking way Flattail was going to be able to take on AB and Bev. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Tim Barrel's response also didn't help their case either. N- no, it didn't. Um, but basically, I, I don't remember what that was, but it was like, yeah. We'll challenge a, you to a boat, boat race. race for the tagline. Yeah, that's right. And they said, uh, or you could stop being, stop being corporate dicks. Basically, all your your only recourse is being snarky on the internet. And Flattail brought the snark. They, I mean, Flattail could have tried to find a lawyer who'd do it for the press. <laughs> Possibly, but um, Stone came out, actually, and with the big guns, and won the lawsuit that people didn't think they could win. But then they clearly overstepped. They didn't take the cue uh, that uh, uh, that Lagunitas. Um, all you have to do is look at the backlash that Stone received when they went after Sawstone Stone Brewing out of Kentucky. Yep. Fuck them. Uh, um, I think fuck Stone. Actually, I think that was the moment that, um, that, that when this podcast turned pretty hard on Stone. <laughs> eh. Um, well, that I, the, I credit that to the delicious IPA, but I say I was going to say that and the fact they haven't made a good beer in like five years. Boom. <laughs> Roasted. Um, but just call us Barbacoa. We're roasting it on a hot rock, and it, you can't sue us for that because it's not stone. It also explains why the Sycamore lawsuit that we mentioned a couple weeks back was kind of kept on the DL because that did not make news until uh, or of any of any side. Kind of looking back, it did not make any did not make any news until they had settled that lawsuit, um, and so. I think I, I think the 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 answer is you're going to see more of it, but I mean, you know, uh, uh, friendly fire. Do so with uh, do so with caution. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's going to become more commonplace, and I think we're going to get desensitized to it, kind of like we got desensitized to um, brewery buyouts. I didn't make that connection, but that's a, but that is a good point. Well, I mean, I think the more this happens with craft on craft lawsuits, the more craft beer fans are going to be like, "Well, yeah, that happens." Don't don't do that. Um, I didn't make that connection, but I mean, right now, I think I think you're still going to get the outrage. Now, how long that'll continue, who knows? Um. It's not just brewery disputes. Bernat notes that there's uh, something unique about the craft beer industry that prompts a different kind of fight. Call it a bit of je ne sais quoi, a bit of mise-en-scene, a little bit of fuck it, we put a, a reindeer fucking on our label. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, which puts puts craft breweries in a really odd position that is fucking fascinating. Both Sycamore and Flying Dog have fought back hard on attempts to censor their labels. Um, Sycamore for the previously mentioned Christmas cookie, you know, reindeer just going pixel- playing games. Pix- pix- pixelated, ra- pixelated reindeer. Okay, let's be <laughs> some Pornhub games uh. <laughs> and Flying Dog for their freezing season beer label, which features a Ralph Steadman cartoon of a naked man near fire. You seen that one? No. Um, I'll actually uh, post that to Instagram, but it's uh, uh, this label right here. <laughs> I mean, it's he's got he's got a little dingus. It's it's adorable. Uh-huh. I mean, it's about as listen. Somebody out there finds that incredibly erotic, but it's it's a niche market. I was gonna say, it's more the chuckle. <laughs> um, but 
um, one label, uh, you know, the, this one label is actually a whole thing. Uh, Flying Dog actually ended their membership with the Brewers Association over this. Um, well, I feel this was like the final straw that broke the camel's back because Flying Dog, if I remember correctly when all this went down, had some sexist labels and had done some like sex the owner had done some sexist things yeah and then when this came out the brewers association was like hey you need to step up in the rock fuck you we're out pretty much um um and actually has a regular event in their tap room which they started hosting yearly events where they discuss banned books um that's not what makes this interesting uh they actually sued the michigan liquor control commission and won and used the winnings to establish uh, the First Amendment Society, which is a group that, quote, advocates and educates on First Amendment and organizes events to, that promote the arts, journalism, and civil liberties. The thing is, to win that lawsuit, they had to work with Mark Randaza. You may or may not have heard about him, but the article makes him sound like a living, breathing version of Saul Goodman. Oh. Um... He's a sleazy as fuck lawyer who fights the good fight for kind of the right reasons, sorta. If you got a big enough check. Pretty much. The In a 2018 article, um, Huffington Post journalist Luke O'Brien describes Rendaza as, quote, a disgraced former lawyer for the porn industry who has left a trail of bad blood and trampled ethics behind him. Sounds like your kind of guy. I was going to say, <laughs> what's wrong with this kind of guy? It mentions that in 20... It's great if he's on your side. Yeah, do you want to see him across the table? No, <laughs> it but... <laughs> it mentions that in 2018, Randaza was given, uh, quote, a state suspension and probation, plus a small fine and 20 hours of education and legal ethics by the Nevada Bar Association. Of course, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> following complaints <laughs> about conf conflict of interest, bribery, misrepresentation of fees, and more. <laughs> All right! <laughs> you should see Tyler's eyes light up. He just found his new hero. Um, Can we get a poster of him? Step back. The man has represented, among other people, Alex Jones, uh, the host of InfoWars, who was publishing conspiracy theories about uh... Sandy Hook. He has represented Andrew Anglin, the founder of the neo-Nazi Daily Stormer website. Oh, no. And Flying Dog and Sycamore Brewing. Listen, that's a rough list to be on. I'm not saying that Sycamore and Flying Dog are in the wrong. On the contrary, it sounds like if you if you're if you got you're willing to foot the bill, you got a guy. If you if if you're gonna if there's a guy to hire for First Amendment issues, he will defend anyone's right to free speech, even the totally despicable, and that to me is strangely honorable. It's that is kind of ethical. As a bit of a free speech nut myself. I respect that dedication. I would not. I'm not be the first one. I, I don't would, approve some of the so sources he's helped defend, but but honestly, if you're really going to stand up for the First Amendment and free speech, I guess you have to really take both sides. The the answer is, I mean, I would not defend the the person who did the Daily Stormer, but I'm sort of glad there's someone out there who's willing to. Go roll in that filth. Because... Also, if you're looking for something hilarious to watch that makes fun of InfoWars, and makes fun of a lot of conspiracy theories, watch Michael Myers' new TV show on Netflix, The Pentaveret, and there's like, Michael Myers dresses up and acts like InfoWars dude and just makes fun <laughs> of him. It is hilarious. Worth watching. Uh, sorry, you got in the weeds. Back to what we were talking about. <laughs> um, 
And apparently Sycamore and Flying Dog knew they were hiring the right people. Rendaza said in the article that it took Sycamore, quote, 45 seconds before deciding to work with him and added, it all fits in with the general tenor of being lawyers for the sin industry, whether it's alcohol, weed, porn, firearms. These are a few of my favorite things. Reminds me of the movie Thank You for Smoking, like the syndicate that sits that's, out. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of who he bills his uh, his uh, legal group as, is um, ATF, all the fun. Yeah. <laughs> so... And apparently, I want to open a gas station called that. Just al- sell only alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. All the fun. <laughs> and, and and by the way, he did win that one. Uh, the the uh, uh, I I did not write down because I suck at this uh, what the settlement was, but it was several million from the uh, uh, Michigan uh, Liquor Commission. I'm sure he took a handsome fee right I'm off the top. I have not a doubt in my mind. So what's next? Well, I don't anticipate this slowing down anytime soon. Breweries are consolidating, um, which means more money and more conflicts. Also, breweries are starting to blur lines of getting into the cocktail and the wine. So you're now starting to have these lawsuits coming in from other industries because their name, when they were only doing beer... Yeah, it was closely related, but no one mixed them up. Now when they start adding their own wine line or hard seltzer line or ready-to-drink cocktails, now it's starting to blur those lines, and those lawsuits are going to start coming in. Um, and, of course, you have the kind of, you know, fuck-it-all rebellious spirit that craft beer is uh, is is built on. You're going to have more dinguses on random beer labels and uh, a guy like Rendaza uh, to come out and defend you for a hefty sum. <laughs> But you'll win. You'll probably... You might win. <laughs> Tyler, what do you got next for us? Well, first, let's talk about the beer we're drinking. Oh, yeah. We we just got, we kind of went to the new one uh, without uh, going to uh, Fort Boise. Yeah, so it was a collaboration done with uh, the Boise Co-op and uh, Fort George. So the beer buyer, the Boise Co-op downtown, uh, actually went over to Fort George and helped brew this beer. Uh the artist for the Boise Co-op designed the late or did the art up. So if you look at this, you can actually see. Oh yeah, that looks like the Boise Co-op cartoons on there. Uh, a little rundown on the beer. Um, so the hops in it. Uh, so they did it all Idaho ingredients. Um, so they got all the hops and grains from Idaho suppliers. Um, and with this, they had Citra, Columbus, Idaho 7, Idaho 7 Cryo Hops, Idaho Gem, Mosaic, and Simcoe. Um, and then uh, with this here, uh, 6.7% ABV. Um, and I actually did love the, uh, the statement uh, that Fort George put out. Uh, for this, oh, this was um, funny. Uh, uh, it, it they it, this came out. This came from uh, uh, the Fort George Brewery Facebook page. It says, "Quote, Idaho. All jokes aside, we really do consider you to be part of the great Pacific Northwest. The mountains, the rivers, the salmon, the beer, the plaid shirts, the beards, the sometimes uncomfortable but ultimately ultimately committed marriage of agriculture and culture culture that makes this region mildly problematic but very lovable." And what better way to pay tribute to the symbolic marriage of the two great states of Oregon and Idaho than beer? Fort Boise, etc., etc., etc. It just was a nice little backhanded swipe that they're not wrong about. No. I, in fact, I, I think that should... I don't know what the state motto is. Um, I'm sure it's something about, like, 
I don't know, putting something in your cousin that is is, but problematic but lovable. I think should be the uh, uh, the official slogan for Idaho. Yeah. What gets me is we are the second state to allow women voting rights, uh, and we've slid downhill ever since. <laughs> so that's why you don't do that. Wow! <laughs> you really had to fucking go uh, there! The door was open. You can send your hate mail to <laughs> it's all beer at gmail.com. Damn, bro! <laughs> uh, uh, the good. thoughts represented by Jeremy on this podcast do not represent... It's all beer. Uh, that being said, um, <laughs> no, moving on, moving on. <laughs> um, it's dank as fuck. Yeah. That's the first thing I noticed that's like, oh my God, does this smell like uh, uh, my old dorm room? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Woody, floral, slightly fruity. I don't get the fruit yeah. that I normally get off of uh, but, uh, like Idaho 7, but. I mean, I think the Simcoe in there is really taken. Uh, and then. I mean, super solid, like you said. I kind of like this more than the three-way from this year. I mean, the three-way was good. It was just, yeah, it was kind of bland. I don't know. It, maybe, and I can, and, and when it comes to especially IPAs, I can never tell if I'm just like so, you know, I don't know, jaded that it's kind of nice to see this be clear. Uh, I appreciated that. Yes, but no, solid. Nice job, Derek. Nice job. Uh, Fort George team, you guys crushed it. If you're wanting to get some, uh, I know you can get cans at either of the co-ops, and then they've got some draft around town. Uh, But let's stick in Astoria for a little bit. Uh, Bowie Beer has partially collapsed. When I saw this, I was so afraid that... that, that, They went under? That they were like, oh my god, not Bowie. Did they... they, Yeah. that, oh, you mean like literally? Yeah. Okay. I had the same thought. Uh, I was taking a dump and I got <laughs> notification from Google and I, I was like, good thing I was already on the toilet because I would have shit myself. Uh, um, for the record, I mean, first of all, let's just let's just be clear. At least I'd say 45 to 50 percent of this podcast is written on the toilet. Yes. So that being said, keep the mystery, man. We- <laughs> I'm breaking the fourth wall, bro. Don't. <laughs> do we, or, or do we need to press, preface every story we do now with whether or not we were on or off the john when we were when we were reading about it? I mean, we can. Uh, well, all right. So, uh, Bowie Brewing, uh, if you're unfamiliar, is based out of Astoria, Oregon. Uh, they are in an old cannery building right on the waterfront. Uh, and part of that building collapsed in on itself, uh, and they posted around 7.15 p.m. on June 14th uh, that you can see the giant warehouse, and it holds its production facility, restaurant, and bar is all crumpled on one side like a tin can. It says, we are safe, and thanks for everyone reaching out. Um, so it, the side that caved in... Uh, does not affect the restaurant. It is the brewery and canning equipment. So I don't know if they lost any equipment or if it just kind of fell in. Um, the Daily Astorian uh, reported there was police and firefighters responding. Uh, they also described seeing beer cans floating in the Columbia River below the brewery. 
I don't know if they were full or empty beer cans. Um, Either way, sad. Sad. But I was like, kind of forthcoming. I'm like, buoy beer cans floating like a little buoy. Hope the social marketing uh, person was out there with the camera just going grabbing that because you know there's a there's a marketing campaign there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, that so that'll go up on our Instagram uh, 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 as well um, if Tyler sends that to me. But um, yeah, uh, this... it's hyperlinked into the article. Okay, perfect. So uh, we'll put I'll, I'll I'll put that up as well. But uh, yeah, uh, check that out. Yeah, li- the li- the the river is little littered with cans, and it's not a redneck's fault this time. Yeah, um, but so. Best of wishes to at, or Bowie over in Astoria. I know I talked to one of the bars that carries Bowie around town, and they said they talked to the distributor after seeing that. Uh, apparently, they have what they send to Idaho is mainly their cores. They still have a lot. They have a couple other buildings in that spot, so they didn't lose all their like inventory. So they're still able to support. Uh, orders so we shouldn't see an effect here in the valley but sad to see a brewery have to struggle with going through with part of their building collapsing on them thank god no one was in there and working i'm just happy that brewery collapsed is actually a physical thing it's yeah like, like oh the building itself actually okay that's better because so. a lot of breweries have collapsed and ironically it's worse if it's not uh, a literal <laughs> And I'm like, hopefully they didn't like have any tanks get busted or any equipment go down. Um, and hopefully they can bounce back and be back up and running here soon. Uh, I mean, you know, hopefully they have insurance. And if you need to, if you need legal uh, representation for your insurance, I don't think Rendaza is your guy. Uh, I was going to say, this... insurance hires skeezier people than that. And they'll be like, it was an act of God. We don't cover that. So... Uh, <laughs> Go stand in line with the Hurricane Katrina victims and uh, wait to talk to a representative. <laughs> still, they're, they're still in line from. Yep. Yeah, they're perfect. The best was, I remember hearing back then, they're like, yeah, so the hurricane didn't actually cause the damage. It was the flood that followed the hurricane. And you had hurricane insurance, but you didn't have flood insurance. So we're not going to cover your house. At that point in time, I think even Satan himself is up here and going, dude, <laughs> weak. <laughs> like, I'm not even that fucked up. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> uh, lawyers are a terrible, uh, terrible bunch of people. but uh, And lawyers who work for insurance companies are worse. There's a special circle of hell for them. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, what do we got next? Uh, seriously, do you people need to drink beer with literally every fucking activity news now? Yes. This comes from, uh, WGN9 out of Chicago. Uh, uh, Oak Park. Chicago! No, go ahead. Do a Chicago accent no, for me. No, I can't. No, I'm suddenly curious. No, I can't. Okay. Um, because you tried there, and it was upsetting. No, I'm I so- just, I like to make fun of duh bears. Okay. Uh. Doubles. Oak Park Brewing in... Duh, bears! <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. Do no, it. no, I'm okay. good. Um, the bears, the bears, the bears! Sorry. You good? <laughs> yeah. Let it out. Let's... Obviously, this has been pent up for a minute. Just just get it out. Did you ever watch this? I, I, saw, I, know, okay. I know you're referencing it. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, uh, you got Chris Farley back in the day when. Yeah. yeah uh, Who was with Coach Dicka or a hurricane <laughs> named Coach Dicka? <laughs> uh, Oak Park Brewing in Oak Park, Illinois, is teaming up with a with a local goat farm. For the Brews and Bahas event. Oh my god! Because how many times, Tyler, how many times have you been in a petting zoo letting those smelly little bastards eat pellets from your hand while avoiding the pellets being machine gunned out the other side? Um, and you thought to yourself, you know what would make this whole experience better? Being shit-faced. Yep, there's nothing like hanging out with a goat while blasted out of my mind on booze. What I wouldn't give to abs- be absolutely pissed to the tits. And fall face down in this little black marble factory and let one of these horny bastards eat the pants right off of me. That's the dream, Lord. Make it a reality. (laughs) Well, I've never had that exact thought. There's a couple caveats here. Okay. (laughs) One drinking a beer in a zoo. Great. I wish Brew in the Zoo and Boise would come back. They are now serving alcohol, I think. Uh, But having alcohol at the San Diego Zoo, I was like, this made the zoo so much better. Second, in the petting zoo, is it only goats? Or if there's a wallaby there, give me a fucking beer fest because I'm shoving my extra beer in that wallaby's pouch because who's going to steal it from them? Duh. That's why I almost adopted a wallaby in college. And then we figured it might be kind of hard to get another rental because, you know, who's going to rent to a wallaby? Uh, So we went with a dog instead. You tried to rent a wallaby? We tried to buy a wallaby, but then while renting... Well, oh, you, oh, you... The landlord we had at that time would have been fine with us having a wallaby. And it's only like a $200, like, permit to have an exotic pet at your house. Uh, just want, I just want to just sit here and, 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 and ruminate for a second. And there's a breeder out of, like, Wenatchee that was selling one for, like, 150 bucks. I just want to just appreciate the fact that Tyler could have owned a wallaby... There was nothing, there was nothing except for inertia and probably money. No, we had the money. I was making stupid money at Drag TV at that time. There was nothing except for just inertia that kept and being drunk. Uh. <laughs> that goes with that's part of inertia um, that kept kept Tyler from owning a wallet. We threw huge parties, so we're like, hey, we should train it. That'll be our door guy. And then we were reading up on it, and we're like, everything we saw was like. Do not adopt a... If you adopt a wallaby, teach it not to hit, or else it'll beat the fuck out of you <laughs> when it gets older thinking it's playing. And I was like, that could be bad. <laughs> Inertia and a fear of being hit. Um, anyway, no, they're just goats. Um, oh, yeah, then fuck that shit. Um, anyway, you can make this dream a reality. Uh, sort of. Uh, here's how the bruise and bars. Uh, thing works basically there's this farm on the west side um they milk goats in the morning uh before turning them out to pasture uh what they are doing is they're inviting people to come and hang out with the goats uh be outstanding in their field um like you do just hang be like yeah just got milked that's cool is that like getting the handy i'll bet it is I got a handy in a pasture once. No, <laughs> i got a handy before i came here uh <laughs> we both got milked <laughs> Up top. <laughs> oh, you're a goat. You can't high five, but you know. Low five? Low five. Um, but yeah. Hand then it job. rams you in. <laughs> right in the junk. You're like, oh, that's, that's. You're like, wrong use of the head. <laughs> uh, and after you've hung out there, uh, you can traverse two blocks of the brewery for a beer or two or ten. And 
And at this brewery, I swear, and this is in the article, um, uh, at Oak Park, uh, quote, every beer starts with grain that is brewed on site. WGN, I think you should give us a call because I think you have a weird idea on how beer is made. Yeah. And also, slow news day, huh? Uh-huh. Uh, also, Babby Farms, the petting zoo out in Caldwell, should 100% do one of these. So, uh, steal this idea. We can make we, we can make this dream a reality, except for it's Caldwell, and so there's... But they have a wallaby that they may not have at the end of the beer fest. There's a there's there's it's Caldwell, and if you add beer into the mix, there is a significant chance that someone's going to have sex with the goat or vice versa. Or animals are going to go missing. Like they have they have a couple goats on that, but I'm pretty sure it's like more like exotic animals, like they have a zebra, they have a wallaby, they have a sloth. They There's I can't I, there's no possible way I can see this ending poorly. No. no. <laughs> so. All right. Perfect. Well, Jeremy, since Father's Day is approaching. It is. You know what? Yep. I, I, I've just been told. You know what, uh, what we're doing for Father's Day? What? Uh, my, uh, my wife is taking uh, uh, our son uh, up to Donnelly to go uh, uh, visit her father and leaving me in the house by myself. Lucky. Best Father's Day ever. Uh, well, Miller Lite decided they were going to help out and create a dad registry on their website, uh, which I thought was perfect timing since it is uh, the this weekend is the weekend of my wife and I's baby shower. So she got to make a registry for the crotch goblin. I'm like, I'm going to make me a beer registry. Uh, so, Miller Lite has it. You can go to their website. Uh, it's the Miller Lite Registry. Oh, you can buy little... a Miller Lite beer bond that appreciates over 21 years and will cover the cost of one beer at the end of the 21 years. <laughs> so you can buy it for the newborn. That's and lovely. cover their first beer on their 21st birthday. Uh, but it allows you to go through. And so... I figured I would create my own registry. I will have Jeremy post this link if anyone would like to buy it. Uh, you can buy Tyler a It's a Girl six-pack. Uh, you can buy Tyler a, a Golf Bag Essentials, which is a 16-pack of uh, aluminum bottles. Uh, you can buy Tyler a uh, Fatherly Advice. It's a 24-pack of, uh, of Miller Lite. Um, uh, the Oh Baby six-pack. You're about to be a dad. Congrats. You can buy Tyler uh, the Dad Bod. Uh, which is a 30 rack of uh, Miller Lite. Need we say more? I mean, not for nothing. You've already got the dad bod down, but hey, why not? Hey, I'm adding the dad part here soon. Excellent. So all of you, everybody to listen to my voice should flock to to the... I think Jeremy should create one as well. And whatever we get, we will drink on the podcast. (sighs) What if we get a lot? We'll be drinking Miller Lite for like... Oh, we try to boat race the Miller Lite we get. Oh, Christ. And we do it on, like, a Sunday and just get Se- shit-housed. Um, uh, 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 send, uh, you should absolutely go to this website I shall post and, uh, and send, uh, uh, uh Tyler all the beer. I'm good, actually. <laughs> Come on, Jeremy! The last thing I need to, oh, God. We do have, well, we do have our last episode, uh, for the, before we go on summer break coming up, and, uh, we t- typically 
do, we typically focus on a style of beer, but we could just drink Miller Lite and just get completely shithoused and talk about things that not even have to do with the beer industry. Yep. It could just be us, you know, just confessions about the worst things we've done and what, what, we, what, what we are trying not to pass on to our children, but which are going to be passed on because genetics and also weird. Degeneracy. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> Tyler, do you have anything else for us today? That is it for me. Well, this has been uh, It's All Beer. Uh, if you like the, uh, if you want to see the stories we use to come up with this, uh, whether whether or not we were on the toilet, uh, we report, you decide. Uh, you can find those uh, on Twitter on It's All Beer 1. It's All Beer 1. Uh, look for look for It's All Beer 1 on Twitter. I've been drinking all day already. It's just one of those days where... Uh, rambling. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, we post funny pictures on there, including a, uh, a nude guy by a fire and some cans floating down the Col- mighty Columbia. Uh, check those out. Um, if you want to send complaints about Tyler or I, I's comments, uh, it's all beer at gmail.com. Specifically Jeremy's. Uh, that, yeah, that was, that, 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 that was, that was wrong. I apologize. Um, that probably, the, the state of Idaho is probably not women's fault. Probably. Except Janice McGee, fuck that bitch. <laughs> I mean, you are still fifty percent of the population, so it's not not your fault. But I mean, you, you have help. <laughs> Jeremy, put the shovel down. Put the shovel down. And you can send those complaints to it's all beer at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a rating, uh, we always like that. Uh, uh, if you want to tell us what we're doing right or what we're doing wrong or. And just want to just absolutely flame us for this uh, episode. Uh, you can rate us on Facebook uh, or Stitcher or iTunes. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I think that'll be uh, uh, quite enough from us. Uh, I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm gonna have a beer. Order off the registry.